Hello, this is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Catholic Baltimore is a weekly radio program hosted by the Archdiocese of Baltimore, airing each Sunday following the broadcast of the Radio Mass of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic radio partners for sharing with us some of the content in this program and for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to the Archdiocese of Baltimore every Sunday. Welcome to Catholic Baltimore. I'm George Matasek, Digital Editor for the Archdiocese of Baltimore. Within the Archdiocese of Baltimore, there are 44 Archdiocesan Catholic schools in nine jurisdictions. Together, they serve more than 17,000 students. The Archdiocese announced July 2nd the appointment of Dr. Donna Hargens as the new superintendent of Catholic schools for the Archdiocese of Baltimore. Dr. Hargens most recently served as superintendent of Jefferson County Public Schools in Louisville, the largest school system in Kentucky and the 25th largest system in the United States. In her new role in Baltimore, she will be working closely with James Selinger, Chancellor for Education for the Archdiocese of Baltimore. Our guest today is the newly appointed superintendent, Dr. Donna Hargens. Dr. Hargens, welcome to the Archdiocese of Baltimore. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. It's an exciting day. Today is actually your first day on the job. We're recording this July 2nd, and it's your first day. Is that right? It is. <laughs> it is my first day. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and where you went to school? Sure. I'm originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, so uh, and grew up in Milwaukee. So I went to St. Helens Catholic School in Milwaukee and then attended Marquette University. Uh, and that's where I learned to be a teacher. So then I went on to uh, North Carolina, uh, taught in Wisconsin for seven years, and then on to North Carolina, got my administrative certificate at UNC Chapel Hill, and then rose through the ranks in administrative leadership. Most recently, I've been in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, and was honored to be the superintendent of Jefferson County uh, Schools. And you had a positive experience in Catholic school? I did. I went to St. Helens Catholic uh, School. Uh, I have a brother and two sisters, and we all went, and I really appreciate my parents' investment in Catholic education. Mm -hmm. Did you have religious sisters there or brothers, or do you have any, share some of the memories you have of Catholic education? I, I do, and uh, my uh, first grade teacher, Sister Anna Marie, um, actually put me uh, in a reading group. She moved me from the second reading group to the first reading group. And I began to read up to her expectations mm -hmm. of me. So I remember that. But uh, Sister Clarine, I believe it was in second grade, wrote me a note that said, I think you can be the valedictorian. And so when you're, you look up what does valedictorian mean, and, and I worked to be that. So I was my high school valedictorian mm -hmm. because of the expectations and the foundation and the, just the community of learners and, and going to Mass. Uh, so I have really great memories at St. Helens. And did you always want to be a teacher? Or how did your interest in education develop? I always wanted to be a teacher. I formed that early on because what they gave to me, I wanted to give back to students. So when you have high expectations for students and you create an environment of learning, I wanted to do that for other students. So when I uh, got a four-year scholarship to Marquette, um, someone said, well, you need to be a dentist because Marquette has a great dental school. It was like, no, I'm gonna be a teacher. Mm -hmm. I want to be a teacher. So, um, so that's what I did at Marquette University. 
And how long were you in the classroom? Before? I was in the classroom for seven years, uh, a great seven years of my life. And I entered teaching when there were actually too many teachers. Uh, and I know now we're experiencing uh, a teacher shortage, but there were too many teachers. So I was fortunate to teach for seven years before deciding that I wanted to be a principal. Hmm. And I know you most recently served as superintendent of Jefferson County Public Schools in Louisville, which is the largest school system in Kentucky. Uh, how many students are there? There are 101,000 students in Jefferson County. And I understand one of your major focuses was working on test scores there, and you've had some pretty good success in that area? What we were able to do is we developed two strategic plans, Vision 2015 and then Vision 2020, and the focus was really around uh, improving student achievement and also providing the supports, both academic and non-academic supports, that students need to be successful. But I have to give credit to the Louisville community because it was the Louisville community that embraced giving students extra time and support. So the community saw education as a community responsibility and they helped us with after school programs and with uh, uh, workforce development, internships, so all of those things. So I can't take credit for any of it. It was really a community effort. Mm -hmm. Do you anticipate applying some of those same strategies in the Archdiocese of Baltimore? Absolutely. Um, really, the formula for raising student achievement is have the same high expectation for every student and then make sure that you provide students with both the academic time that they need because everybody sometimes uh, needs a little bit more time to learn a concept or to master a standard, but then you need the non-academic supports. Uh, to be successful. So any obstacle that's getting in your way to learning. And of course, in the Archdiocese of Baltimore, that's all done in the context of a Catholic identity, education in the environment of what it means to be a Catholic. In Kentucky, you also work with the Archdiocese of Louisville on some projects. Could you tell us about those projects? Yes, yeah, Superintendent Lisa Schultz and uh, Archbishop Kurtz we partnered for kindergarten readiness camps. So same concept, you know what it takes for students to be ready. So you know what the expectation is, but then you have to provide the opportunity, more time for them to be ready. So kindergarten readiness camps were four weeks of intentional instruction around those readiness skills, knowing your numbers and letters. And some of the sites were at Catholic schools and some of the sites were at um, at Jefferson County Schools, uh, and we were able to increase by 20 percentage points the number of kids that came ready for kindergarten. So in four weeks, so I appreciate that. The other thing that we did is we always celebrated students together. So Superintendent Schultz and I would stand together with the mayor and honor all the seniors because really it was everybody's seniors that we were celebrating. So uh, lots of positive and working to get kids just ready for kindergarten, not only in kindergarten readiness camps, but reading. So there's uh, Slugger Field. Um, Lisa Schultz and I would be there for the kindergarten readiness countdown celebration. And I can tell you, I am not good at throwing out the first pitch. <laughs> I am bad at it. Um, so I'm sure uh, Superintendent Schultz was better. So uh, I felt like we were arm to arm with the Archdiocese of Louisville and helping kids. 
Do you hope to do that with some of your public school counterparts here in Maryland? Or? I, I look forward to meeting, and, and to, we're all doing the same work, which is, is working to improve student achievement and opportunity for students. And again, education is what made a difference in my life. Uh, I was a first-generation college student with a four-year scholarship to Marquette University. Um, that's a gift that we can give other students. So once they know that education matters and education is doable and they can and do it, uh, then uh, th that's what I want to do is work to help kids uh, have that education. What attracted you to the Archdiocese of Baltimore? Because of my strong faith. I always say there are three things important in my life. Faith, family, and then purposeful work. So uh, I know the mission of the Archdiocese of Baltimore is to use your God-given um, talents to serve uh, Jesus, right? To, to serve Jesus in a mission. And what it, my mission is education. So to serve as, as in a Catholic context, it was a draw hmm. to the opportunity and, uh, and to the position. And the other thing that I'm uh, is really excited about is the history. Of, of Catholicism here in Baltimore. Uh, so there is a rich history and there's so much to be proud of and so many people that are making a difference. I wanted to be part of that. Do you hope to start going out and meeting teachers and visiting schools right away or what are some of your plans as you get started? I, I want to visit um, obviously parishes and meet pastors. I've already met four principals. Um, I've asked where are their uh, Bible camps uh, uh, where um, I can go meet some students. So absolutely, I think you learn about anything by actually experiencing it. And that's what we want to provide for our students too, experiences. So I look forward to meeting every one of uh, the principals and teachers uh, as soon as possible. Our guest today is Dr. Donna Hargens, the newly appointed superintendent of Catholic schools for the Archdiocese of Baltimore. I'm George Matasek, and you're listening to Catholic Baltimore. We'll be back in a moment. Catholic news from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with the Catholic Review. Catholics throughout the Archdiocese offered prayers and support for the families and loved ones of five people killed June 28th at the offices of the Capitol Gazette in Annapolis. A 38-year-old man using a shotgun blasted his way into the newsroom in what police said was a targeted attack against the publication. The alleged killer, later identified as Jared W. Ramos of Laurel, killed Rob Hyacin, Wendy Winters, Gerald Fishman, John McNamara, and Rebecca Smith. Two others were injured in the attack. Archbishop William E. Laurie said he was shocked and saddened by the terrible shootings at the Capitol Gazette. We pray for the eternal rest of those who died, he said. We also pray for their families, friends, and colleagues in journalism who mourn their loss. Jerry Jackson, the sports editor for the Capitol Gazette for more than 20 years, who now works for the Baltimore Sun, said he is deeply pained by the deaths of his colleagues. He was a friend of four of the victims, considering McNamara in particular to be as close as a brother. We were a small staff, Jackson said and we needed to work with good people who can get along with people really well. John grew up in a big Catholic family like I did. We talked about how that taught you to get along with coworkers because you learn the give and take of putting up with different personalities. 
Jackson noted that McNamara was the eldest of seven and a graduate of St. John's College High School in Washington, D.C. One of his uncles was a Catholic priest, Jackson said. Some teens waste time on video games, not Andrew Martini, who has used them to further his interest in foreign culture and language. Those talents were evident at Our Lady of Mount Carmel's second annual International Day in April, when the music backing Martini malfunctioned, but he nonetheless nailed his song selection in Chinese. Martini traces that ad lib to his affinity for Age of Wushu, a 3D martial arts game developed in China. He'll study Japanese at the Essex campus of the Community College of Baltimore County, albeit with an eye on turning his interest in nanotechnology into a career in medical research. I like to make things with my own hands, the 18-year-old said. That ranges from using Julia Child's recipes to make meals to designing Halloween costumes. To read more on this graduation profile and to learn about more graduates of the class of 2018, visit catholicreview.org. From the newsroom of the Catholic Review, this is Emily Rosenthal. Do you want to know more about what's going on in the church and the world than you can get from your daily newspaper or local TV? Read the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the church full-time, The Catholic Review. Pick up the print magazine monthly at your parish or have The Catholic Review delivered to your home every month. You can get fresh news every day online at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to the Catholic Review e-newsletter for twice-a-week updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Find our app on Apple and Android. And follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Wherever your faith takes you, Catholic Review Media is ready to inspire, teach, inform, and engage. Read it today in print and online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. You are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Welcome back to Catholic Baltimore. I'm George Matasek, digital editor for the Archdiocese of Baltimore. Our guest today is Dr. Donna Hargens, the newly appointed superintendent of Catholic schools for the Archdiocese of Baltimore. Dr. Hargins, you will be working closely with James Selinger, who is the Chancellor for Education in the Archdiocese. Could you explain how your role differs from that of the Chancellor's? Well, my focus is is really about learning. Uh, and my focus is about the actual instruction and learning that goes on in the school. So I really will be focusing on that while Chancellor Selinger, who the Archdiocese is so fortunate to have, will be focusing on more of the business functions Mm -hmm. um, of the Department of Schools. So I'm so thrilled to be partnering with him and to be working with him and to really focus on making sure that we're providing schools with the supports and teachers with the supports uh, that they need, again, to benefit students. So, and working with the teachers, some of my favorite things is to really work with teachers to empower them to lead, I call it lead from the classroom, and to share with each other the wonderful things that they're doing and grow together um, as, as educators uh, in really helping all kids to learn. So that's really what I'm excited about. So you're sort of in the trenches handling the day-to-day operations of the Archdiocesan school system? 
Absolutely. And I look forward to visiting schools. And, and I'm one of the uh, people that I think, again, you learn a lot by just going and experiencing it and meeting teachers. And I, I love the year of recognition of teachers that the Archdiocese had because teachers are a variable that makes such a difference and they have so much power. I always say that um, I have less power because teachers are right there impacting students. So my power is to support them to do that important work so that students uh, learn. So uh, that's important. And again, all of this in the environment of what it means to be Catholic and a Catholic identity. And, and so you're teaching students academic skills but the, what it is to be Catholic and what it is to become a disciple. Uh, so it's in that context uh, that, that we're all educating students, uh, So which is really important. So educators talk about educating the whole child. That's what Catholic education does. Hmm. It not only we're, we're works on academic skills, but also what are those other capacities and dispositions uh, in a Christ-centered education? What does it mean uh, to be that type of person? So we're really building students, uh, but people. How do you go about building the kind of missionary discipleship that Archbishop Laurie speaks of? Well, and I think it's taking, uh, it is building those communities of, of what it, is, what it is, and I love Archbishop Laurie's book, The Joy of Believing. So what does it mean to have faith and to be joyous about that faith and to share it not only in the school community, but to share it outside of the school community? So you're building, again, students uh, with that mindset who then impact their families and impact others. So we're really educating the next generation uh, that will be disciples and that will carry what it means uh, to be a Catholic. Hmm. Technology has really become important in education these days. In the last few years, the Archdiocese has actually begun introducing 3D printers in all the schools of the Archdiocese. Why is technology so important and how do you see yourself supporting technology as superintendent? Well, technology is very important, and it's not the end, it's a means to an end. What you're trying to do is learn things, and you're using technology to engage students and, and learn skills, uh, and technology, obviously, technological skills. So technology engages students. It also has the ability to create what's been called a classroom of one. So if you don't know how to do something, what is the natural tendency for people to do is you find it and you learn how to do it. And if you haven't learned it, there's another, somebody else explaining it a different way. So I think what technology does is engages students in work that is relevant, in work that they will be doing, uh, like learning how to program and robotics and all those things but it also allows you to individualize instruction. The other thing technology does is it brings the world into your classroom. So uh, as, as important as expanding your experience. So through the use of technology, you can actually see things and interact with people uh, in other communities and in other parts of the world. So uh, technology has to be integrated though into the curriculum. Mm -hmm. 
And of course, training is so important for that as well, because you could have all the great technology in the world, but you really need teachers and staff to know how to use it. And that's a critical part as well. Absolutely. And again, it's a means to an end. It's not the end. So it needs to be used in a purposeful, intentional way to, to help uh, improve student achievement and student engagement. So, but um, the, the students are good at it mm -hmm. um, and, and it needs to be used uh, so that they can um, develop their skills and, and, and learn. Uh, so, and I will also say though that, you know, skills like reading uh, is, those are still important skills. So, um, so technology doesn't replace those skills. Mm -hmm. One of the major projects the Archdiocese is working on right now is a new school for West Baltimore, which would really be a historic school to build. It's going to be named after Cardinal Keeler. Could you talk about what your role will be in that project, especially as it relates to curriculum? Well, first let me say how excited I am uh, to be a part of, of a new school and a new school in the city. Uh, in Baltimore. Uh, so it's wonderful. It's a wonderful opportunity. So it needs to be state-of-the-art. So the facilities need to be state-of-the-art. But what happens within the classrooms and what happens inside is as important. So we know that great teaching goes on in, in facilities throughout the archdiocese. So it's more about what do we want to accomplish with students. And it's, an, it's the opportunity, since I opened a new school, it's the opportunity, rather, to build a community around what is it that you want this new school to be, mm -hmm. and to engage community members and students in building this vision for the new school. But it needs to be excellent, as all of our schools uh, need to be, in every aspect of it. So, And students need, the ultimate success will be students uh, learning. And of course, you have such a big geography in the Archdiocese of Baltimore. It goes all the way out to Western Maryland. Or Have you had a chance to uh, visit or talk with some of the folks out in Western Maryland? I look forward to doing that, but I've looked at the map, and I realize <laughs> that's a big footprint. Right. So. What are some of your other goals or areas of focus as you get started? Well, and, and I think um, I love the, the, the slogan, the motto, rise above. Mm -hmm. So everything, I, I believe in continuous improvement. Everything and utilize people uh, it, within the archdiocese to say, how can we do that better? And expect students to rise above, uh, to students to be better disciples, uh, to do more and to actually do something with their faith. Uh, but also to learn academic skills uh, and to develop those academic skills. So wherever we are as, as individuals, as educators or as students, it's an opportunity to do it a little bit better and then a little bit better and to continuously improve and to collaborate uh, and to make sure that all the excellence that is happening in the archdiocese is, is shared so that people can learn from each other. So you really want to build a community of learners, not only the students learning, but the adults learning. Well, Dr. Hargens, thank you so much for being here on Catholic Baltimore. I understand you've already had your first crab cake here in Baltimore. Is that right? I had. That is the first thing that I had, and, and I absolutely love Baltimore, and it is such an honor to serve uh, the students, families, and schools in the Archdiocese of Baltimore. So I am so excited. 
Okay, thank you so much. Our guest today has been Dr. Donna Hargens, the newly appointed superintendent for the Archdiocese of Baltimore Catholic Schools. I'm George Matisek, digital editor for the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We'll see you again next week. For 143 years, New Cathedral Cemetery has served the needs of the Catholic community of Baltimore and Central Maryland. New Cathedral is the only cemetery owned by the Archdiocese of Baltimore and is the final resting place for many religious orders and famous citizens. 125 acres of rolling hills, trees, and beautiful monuments, the cemetery is an oasis of peace and tranquility and is located off Edmondson Avenue just outside of Catonsville. New Cathedral is dedicated to the task of tending to the mortal remains of our dearly departed and has many more years of available space. If you are in need of a burial site, vault, monument, or marker, or just a respectful location to place your cremated loved ones, our counselors will help you through this process and make sure the wishes of you and your loved ones are honored. Visit us online at newcathedralcemetery.org, like us on Facebook at New Cathedral Cemetery Bonnie Bray, or call 410-566-7770. Join Catholic Review Media and the Archdiocese of Baltimore to see the Passion Play in Oberammergau, Germany, June 19th to 27th, 2020. Travel with Archbishop William E. Lorry, Father Michael Fapiano, and Father Jim Prophet on a nine-day, seven-night pilgrimage to Austria and Germany. Land-only price is projected at $3,399 per person, double occupancy. There are still a few spots remaining. Reserve your seat today by visiting archbalt.org slash passionplaypilgrimage. Again, that's archbalt.org slash passionplaypilgrimage. Life can be hard, and at times we feel overwhelmed and alone. When faced with problems, know that there is a group of Catholics who are part of the prayer ministry of the Archdiocese of Baltimore, waiting to lift you and your needs to God in prayer. This ministry is comprised of men and women, young and old, religious and lay, from every ethnic and cultural background. They pray as individuals and in groups, in homes and meeting spaces throughout Baltimore. Like you, they are people who have suffered the same hurts, fears, pains, sickness, loss, and everyday burdens. Learn more about this ministry by visiting our website at www.archbalt.org. If you are in need of prayer, send your prayer request to prayers at archbalt.org or by phone to 410-547-5517. Would you like to volunteer to be a part of the ministry? Prayer ministers are always needed. Please call or email our coordinator who would be happy to speak with you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Baltimore. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May God bless us and keep us always in his love.